Hello, this is Katerina Savinak, and I would like to introduce you to the podcast I've been working on with one of my best friends, Crystal Anzek, Aries and Alcohol. This episode was originally recorded in February of 2020, so you may hear some antiquated terms, like the word party specifically, how I do miss getting white girl wasted in public and rubbing shoulders against strangers. I digress. I want to give full disclosure before you listen to this episode that quarantine hit the world hard. Many of us found ourselves having to wait before continuing projects, and that's exactly what happened with this podcast. We are back now, though, in full swing, being safe as we surf through the second wave of COVID-19. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this first episode of Aries and Alcohol, originally called Not Your Typical Spirit, Aries and Alcohol. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Katerina. (laughs) (laughs) What would I say? Hi, this is Crystal Ann. I'm not going to do a last name. I'm going to be like Madonna. There's not a lot of Crystal Ann's out there. Oh, there you go. And not a lot of Katarina's. Not a lot of Katarina's. We have very unique names. Katarina and Crystal Ann. And this is not your typical spirit. Aries and alcohol. Except Yay. a more appropriate name for this episode would be Aries and Aperol. <sighs> so is there any particular reason why you're drinking today, Crystal Ann? Um, because you asked me to. <laughs> Um, I shoved it down your throat. Yep. <laughs> because you had this fun idea for a podcast and you asked me, even though I never drink. So I decided to go outside my comfort zone and actually drink alcoholic beverages because I'm a wuss. And I just want to take shots and get white girl wasted and call it a day. I just thought of a really great, awful pun. You called yourself a wuss. There's Weiss, which is a kind of beer. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> I know way too much. <laughs> About alcohol. And I know absolutely nothing. Uh, so this is going to be a really interesting journey for both of us. Yeah. Mostly me. Mm-hmm. It's going to be painful. So, ready to get started? Ready. Okay. I'm super fancy, and I wrote my notes out because... I had notes, too. <laughs> They're on my phone. Hey, that's fine. Currently. So, um, as a reminder to all the listeners, please uh, drink responsibly. The first beverage that we have today is an Aperol Spritz. And I wanted to ask you, Crystal Ann, um, have you ever had an Aperol Spritz before? Um, No. All the time that I lived in Italy, I mostly just drank a lot of tequila, (laughs) which is odd. So I'm not like a cocktail drinker. Um, When I was in Italy, I was young and I just wanted to get as shit-faced as possible. And then rage. So what a place to do it. Yeah. Italy was fantastic to me. Um, lots of good times, lots of wine and lots of food, but unfortunately no Aperol. Ah. I wasn't classy then. <laughs> so you think of Aperol, you think of like class. I think now because it's like such a trendy thing currently in the past like 10 years, it's become trendy mm-hmm. mostly because they're like the companies that have started to put out pre-mixed Aperol are really just kind of shoving it down our throats. But um, yeah, when I lived in Italy, I just was like a teenager just trying to while out. And unfortunately a spritzer was not the way to do it. I think of Aperol spritz and I think of like this range. Like yeah. I have this image of like women on lawn chairs. Ladies that lunch. <laughs> Ladies that what? Ladies that lunch. Have you heard that? No. Yeah. That's like a term, you know, for like upper middle class women or rich women who just like You know, don't really have jobs or whatever. So they're called ladies that lunch because that's what they do all day. My goal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I'd love to be a lady that lunches. I lunch already. Like, I lunch all the time. (laughs) I dinner too and breakfast. I'm a lady that snacks. (laughs) 
lady that snacks. I'm a snacker. Yeah, I just imagine drinking this drink and like women, or when I think of the drink, drinking this drink, I think of like women on lawn chairs, like having their kids like run around in the pool, unwatched, unwatched, totally unwatched, well, and kid being like, gosh, yeah. <laughs> just not being bothered, can't uh, be bothered. I think we're giving this drink already a bad name, though, because so far the demographic <laughs> that we're painting this picture with is not a demographic I really want to hang around. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make it now. This is a trendy drink, though. I feel like this it's is getting... trendy, but what better trendsetter than a white woman to appropriate? <laughs> yeah, I mean exactly right. They're like, oh, is this in Italy where we're gonna upper middle class it? That's right. It's Add a garnish. Though. I'm almost sad that people can't see. The effort yeah. that you put into this. It's well, gorgeous. Thank you. It's very, like, I think one reason why it's super trendy, too, is because it's, like, ombre. So the Aperol sits at the bottom, and then you've got um, the champagne and then the um, the club soda that sits at the top. So it's all very weighted, usually garnished with a, um, <coughs> a blood orange or an orange. Ooh, um, blood orange. So the recipe um, I got was from Kate and Cookie. Nope, excuse me, cookieandkate.com. And it's equal parts Aperol, um, champagne, club soda, and garnished with a, uh, a wedge of orange. So Yum. should we just dive in? Sure. Um, preface this with the fact that, again, I don't really drink, so... Um, I think the fun part about this is the fact that Katarina is a very, you're very, I feel like you're like my bougie friend. Like you're the one that's always got like these delicious cocktails at parties oh my goodness. and like you always are trying new fun beverages. And then I'm over here like, I've never had that a day in my life. If it doesn't come in like a shot glass or a wine glass, I have not had it. And mind you, Chris Land's calling me her bougie friend. Right now, I'm currently wearing a sweatpants suit that kind of looks like pajamas that I got at Target. So thank you. I'm very flattered. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm wearing a Carhartt hat and like sweatpants too. So I mean, that's why it's a podcast. Nobody okay. has to look at me. Comfy Sundays. Comfy Sundays. Speaking of bougie, they are expensive because you got champagne and you got that Aperol. And the Aperol comes in like 750s, so there's just no way around getting like a little small thing. It's worth it. It is probably worth it. For us, it is Sunday evening. (laughs) Um, So we'll see how twisted I get for Monday morning. Okay. Crystal Ann is taking a sip of her cold brew, I guess, before she... Don't know why I did that. That is not a palate cleanser. So let's dive in. Okay. Ready? Ready, Freddy. Let's cheers it. Cheers, bitches. Cheers. Aperol spritzer. Spritz? Spritzer? Spritzer. Hmm. Hmm. Um, orange in one hand, drink in another. Now she's licking the orange. Mm. What are your impressions? Um light. Oh, on, light. Yeah, it's super light. I think I'm just underwhelmed. I don't know why. I expected more out of Maybe because it's so trendy. It's one of those mm. things where, like, the hype is greater than the reward. Like, it's, it's, I'll have a mimosa, mm. you know? Like, it's kind of. I could add more Aperol to it. Maybe, but I mean, it is light. Actually, this is a, this would be a good summer beverage. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is, is a summer <clears throat> be- beverage. Yeah. Like, if I'm, if I'm going to fit it, I feel like it's very much, I taste mostly the champagne. Mm. Yeah. And what is Aperol flavored? So it's like, what um, the hell is Aperol? Can somebody, I need some help. Educate me. 
This is categorized, Aperol Spritz is categorized as an aperitif, which is something... Ooh, it's so Italian. <laughs> something light to have before a meal. It's uh, it's dry, so it's supposed to prepare you for whatever you're eating. Like a palate cleanser. A palate cleanser. Um, okay, Italy, you would. The word Aperol itself <coughs> comes from um, Italian slang for the word um, apiro, which means aperitif. It's bright orange in color, 11% alcohol, so something super light, like you said, having in the summer on a sunny day. I think day. a beer is like, what, 5% alcohol? Yeah. So, so it's, it's like two beers. Yeah. It's not like vodka, which is like 30%, 40%. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's 11% alcohol, I think. So it, I feel like two proof. that being, get, like, you could have some, of, like, too many of these. You really could. You could, like, yeah. Like, it sneak up on you, I think. <laughs> because I feel like when you drink a beverage like this, it's so light, it's summery, that you wouldn't realize, like, 11% or whatever can, like, sneak up on your ass. It's and then sneaky, before you sneaky. know it, you're in the pool with your, like, badass kids, and you're no longer a lady that lunches, and you're a lady that's wasted. <laughs> wasted in the pool. Wasted in the pool with, like, Alfonso, the fucking pool boy or whatever, because you didn't realize how many of the Aperols you had. Like, this could sneak up on you. I could. I like that, though. I like that. I like a sneaky beverage. We give this 10 out of 10 sneaky sneaky. Yeah. I like, I mean, no, I like it. It's growing on me. I think I'm, it's so pretty. It's like a lava lamp. Oh, my goodness. A lava lamp. This is a great way. An Italian lava lamp. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Drink up. Um, so thinking about Aperol spritz, um, the spritz, uh, the definition of it is also Italian usually coming from the Venice or Veneto region, pronounced spritz, and it's derived from the German word spritzen, which means to spray or to to spray or to splash. And spritzes have their roots in the beginning of the 19th century. So I got this information from Frank and Oat, and... In the 19th century, Austro-Hungary, the empire of Austro-Hungary, owned Italy's Veneto region and found many of their drinks to be too strong. So soldiers... (laughs) I know. Wimpy, wimpy, pussy, soldiers. Mm. At least in the 19th century, Austro-Hungary. But not too much fun because you got to make sure that they're doing what you say. This is true. This is true. So soldiers asked for the drinks to have a splash of water added to them and um the union was established the union of the austro um hungary empire was established after the austro hungarian compromise of 1867 <coughs> following the austria prussian war one of the major powers of world war one and they were eventually dissolved in 1918 so i think i need a snack <laughs> <laughs> i the oh no it's sneaking up Let's get some snacks. I'm also sick, like this voice that's happening. And we're back. Okay. Yay. We're back with snacks. Need a little snack break because... Back with snacks. As Chris Land said, 10 out of 10, sneaky. 10 out of 10, Um, sneaky. And it is a Sunday evening and (laughs) I don't have work tomorrow, surprisingly. Mm. So here we are. But I went out in Rage Case last night and I'm in my mid-30s, so let's just... I can't be doing that. Just can't. I'm very impressed. 
I'm not in my mid-30s, but, like, I was telling Crystal Ann, I went out last week, and I tried to leave at, like, 10. When the girls in my party could not leave at 10, though. So I ended up getting home at, like, 2. Mm-hmm. And I was sober for the last, like, five hours. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, we didn't leave my house until 10 to go out last night. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. That's all that matters. That's Whatever. how you're Today was rough as well. <laughs> I also was going out with people. I Yeah, I was going out with people from my program. So it's a different kind of relationship. You're usually seeing them in like a professional sense. And then they're like, you want to get drunk? And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're like, this could get weird. <laughs> Maybe you're my boss. I'm very day. excited about this Aperol situation. I feel like oh. this, I feel like I'm going to be bold. Here we are. It could replace the mimosa. <laughs> I think not really in the terms of like cost though. I think for brunch, Mm. It, it'll definitely become like a brunch menu item for sure I think mm-hmm. especially I mean we're in the New England area so like Boston New York is not New England but fucking close enough mm-hmm. so I, I definitely would expect this to be on a bunch of brunch menus sooner than later if it's and, not already I mean if it's not already exactly right but I think the only downside is is it is going to be pricier than a mimosa I don't know what's in the components of a mimosa literally orange juice and champagne Oh, that's I, right. I think that an Aperol tastes better than a mimosa. Ooh. Yeah, because I think that there's too much citrus in a mimosa. This is true. So it kind of can hurt a little bit. I like citruses. Um, citruses? Or it could be thick. Citri. Citri. <laughs> <laughs> I like oranges, though, in my Aperol spritzes. So, But um, I still feel like the Aperol is so much, it's still a little lighter yeah, than a it mimosa is because the orange juice can be mm-hmm. thick. And you can add more stuff to it. I think mm-hmm. it would even be good with time. This is the second time I'm drinking it. Um, you think I'm I'm your bougie friend. My bougie friend. Mm. <laughs> My cousin was the one that was like, have you had an Aperol spritz? And I was like, what is that word you're saying? I feel like it could almost be like a mule. Like a mule. You know how you can do anything with a mule? You can have like yeah. a pomegranate mule. Blueberry mule. You can have all of these different. I think you could do that with an Aperol spritz. And you're going to start to probably see people have like these weird takes on it. Mm-hmm. This I'm is a very classic. That, yeah. I'm okay with drinks being trendy. <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, the okay people that, that market this, mm-hmm. this pre-done mix are probably really excited about the trendiness. They've worked hard to make it trendy. Good for them. Good good marketing. We're getting the seal of approval from Crystal Ann, which is super rare about anything, especially alcohol. I don't like shit. <laughs> so. Well, here's the thing. It's not that I don't... I like... I can't... The reason why I don't drink is mostly because I don't... I don't like being hit in the face with something. Yeah. So, like, to me, a cocktail is so strong with the alcohol mm-hmm. that it's just, like, I don't want to be hit in the face with that. I don't like the taste. I'm not, I don't like the flavor of whiskey. Like, I don't like that. I'm not having, like, anything on the rocks. I'm that bitch. Whereas, like... I go to whiskey conventions. Yeah, no. I don't want to... It makes me gag. So... <laughs> I love it. It makes me purr. Purr. My heart. Yeah. She feels it. Whereas I'm just like, that's too strong. I don't want to be smacked in the face with my alcohol. But... Smack me, hit me. Right. So that's why <laughs> I was always that girl that would just, like, take shots because it's over with. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. I always... um. I always worked in like different settings where alcohol was being served or sold. So I always saw it as very complex, like any other beverage. Mm. Um, it wasn't until I turned 21 that like I saw how people misused it. Because um, me, for me growing up, it was like, not that my parents were like drinking around me all the time, but being in that environment, like it was kind of seen as like, 
you have to be responsible and have control over it. Mm. And you shouldn't be drinking to have, to get drunk. So I like that you're taking this adventure, this journey <laughs> with me to figure out, to find out, hey, alcohol isn't all about taking shots. You can actually like learn a lot. Well, I also don't drink anymore. And learn about a lot about yourself. That's the other thing. I don't even take shots anymore. Mm. I think I drank a lot. I drank pretty heavily growing, like when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Because I just lived in Europe and it was just so accessible and I was a teenager. So I was just like. And you were 18. The drinking age is like 18 around there. (laughs) My first drinking experience in Italy was I lived on an island. So it was like a lawless land. And my friend who will go nameless because I don't know that his family, I don't know if he would want his family to know that he did this. He started me on this path, this dark path of drinking. No, um, he took me out. He was an Italian citizen, mm-hmm. but also had an American father. So um, he kind of befriended me and showed me around the island. And we were 15, I want to say. And he took me to this little store, whatever. And he was like, you know, if you can reach and you can pay the bar or the attendant, they will give you the alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I was 15 purchasing alcohol in Italy <laughs> because, you know, whatever. And then him and I proceeded to get shit-faced on strawberry vodka behind of a trash can. So classy, super classy. But I don't know. So that's what I – I just kind of like started drinking kind of young. And then by the time I was in my early to mid-20s, I was over it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is all right. So now I think I'm ready to experience cocktails and be fancy and – and get beyond the shot. But I'm also sadly allergic to beer. So my only option for drinking really was like shots Mm -hmm. or like really, you know, bitch drinks like vodka crayon. You know, we all go down that. I can never drink that again. I drink them too much. Or I had this like weird journey with Midori Sours, which is disgusting. Disgusting. So gross. Um, Or, you know, now my go-to drink because I just know I can drink it is like rum and Coke. Mm Mm-hmm. It's nice. Or Jack and Coke. Yeah. Yeah, like easy stuff is what I'll drink if I'm, you know, having a beverage like out and about. But I'm so excited to be on this journey. (laughs) I'm going to class it up now, you know. I feel like we're really going to class it up. Doing yoga together. Welcome to this journey. Hold hands. Oh. Ready? Are my hands cold? No, your hands are Your hands are a little clammy. Clammy cat. That's me. That's what they call me. (laughs) (laughs) No, they they don't. I promise they don't. They. So, Aperol Spritz. Long story short, light, I think it is comparable to a mimosa. I would rather drink an Aperol spritz than a mimosa, mm-hmm. personally. I like that it's lighter, and I think that you can do more with it flavor flavor profile-wise. Like, mm. like I said, like, you know, we were talking about how you can do different mules. I think you can make super fun and different Aperol spritz, whereas, like, a mimosa is just like a freaking mimosa. It ends, kind yeah. of. It has, like, a definite um, start and end point. Mm-hmm. So we give, do we have a rating scale? I mean, it's 10 out of 10 sneaky sneaky. Yeah, it'll sneak up on a bitch. Yeah. Again, the ladies that lunch will become the ladies that are shwasty <laughs> in about four Aperol spritzes. Actually, maybe not because I feel like ladies at lunch probably drink heavily all day and are definitely like doped up on some type of. <laughs> Certain ladies at lunch. Certain ladies. I apologize to all those ladies at lunch that are I guess if you call yourself following. a lady that lunches, then. You're that asshole. <laughs> That's what that is. You're that asshole. You're that asshole. Like if you, yeah, anybody who calls himself a hipster is that asshole. <laughs> so I think if you. Anyone that calls themselves indie. Yeah. Trendy. Then you, yeah. Then you definitely are that asshole. I accept the compliment of bougie, but, and I say she it ironically. She doesn't call herself that, yeah. Yes. But I do think she's bougie. 
Oh, thank you. Also, I think the other thing too is like being Native American, your girl doesn't hold her liquor. So <laughs> that's why we needed a snack. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, do you hear the ice? Oh, she's. We got Whenever some I ASMR hear that, here. doesn't that just, that just makes me feel like summer. I think of like the Coca-Cola it's not commercial. Summer. It's fucking February in New England. <laughs> it is. Global climate change though. It's been really warm, unfortunately. It snowed like one time. Um, so some more <laughs> interesting facts about the Aperol Spritz. Um, Aperol is owned by the Campari Group, originally established in 1919. So it was created by the, I'm going to butcher this, Barbieri Company based out of Padua, Italy. I can't see your paper, so I can't tell you if you're pronouncing it correctly. P-A-D-U-A. Side note, I lived in Italy for like four years. (laughs) Again, never had one of these because too busy shots. The Campari Group. Wait, where are we? Padua. Oh, and you know what's funny is I got that exact same. We must have read the same article. Mm, yeah. Okay, Padua. Based out of Padua, Italy by Brothers. <laughs> Luigi, I love it. <laughs> Mario Brothers ruined that for the Italians. Oh, yeah, Luigi and Silvia. Barbieri, mm-hmm. who wanted a drink to represent the region they lived in. Don't they all? Italy can be a little bit nationalist, which is okay. I mean, there's a, that's okay to be a little bit. Got to be a little proud, you know? We just don't want to get too cray-cray. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. I feel like when you think of, like, Tuscany, you think of wine, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's wine country in Italy. When you think of different parts of Italy, you definitely, ide- you know, idolize or idealize certain foods or drinks. So it would make sense that these people would want to create a drink that would make people think of their area of Italy. Encapsulate their childhood, their region. Here's the thing. Where the hell is Padua? (laughs) Should we have looked that up? No. I'm kind of curious. I don't know. I mean, I I got a cell phone. I'm going to Google it. Padua, Italy. Where is that? Oh, Veneto, Northern Italy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, You know what's funny is this drink seems too tropical to be, like, northern Italy. Here's why. Like, when I think northern Italy, I'm thinking, like, you know, mountain. Like, where I lived in Italy was very much in the middle of the Mediterranean. It was a small island in the middle of the Med. So, like, that's what this drink reminds me of. I would never think of this to be northern Italy because northern Italy is, you know, rolling hills. And, like, I would think of something hardier Mm -hmm. than this. This would seem more to me closer to the, the bottom of the boot. Like an islandy drink because it's so light and mm-hmm. summery. But whatever. I mean, to each their. I mean, I don't live there anymore. So, <laughs> so that's the history. I probably offended so many Italians today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So that's the history of the Aperol Spritz. But let's talk about the current history, the current culture surrounding the Aperol Spritz. Last year, in 2019, it was the ninth most popular drink by the website Drink International. Wow, I'm really not in the know. (laughs) The New York (laughs) Times actually wrote an article in May of 2019 by Rebecca Pepler. Sorry, Rebecca. Sorry, Becky. And they really attacked the Aperol Spritz. The Aperol Spritz is not a good drink. They compared it to adult Capri Sun. Wait, red light. First of all, why would that be a bad thing? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Tell me how. In any realm of the world, an adult Capri Sun would be a bad thing. Because, I mean, those are a quintessential beverage of your childhood. So if somebody was like, hey, Crystal guess what? Capri Suns are back, bitch, but with a punch. 
Oh, I'm sorry. That's a good marketing. But still, I would have an I, adult Capri Sun. Just I think put I would. So you know anything. what? New York Times, chill. Game. Okay, so I'll take an adult Capri Sun, and I would like. Don't start a petition. Don't come after me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I would really love an adult Capri Sun. Trademark. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an article written in July 2018 entitled "There's a Reason Why You're Drinking So Much Aperol Spritz," and a lot of it had to do with the marketing. Oh, we touched on that a little bit already. Yeah, a little bit. So they actually, there was a marketing campaign where they were distributing Aperol spritzes at the summertime events across the country, trying to sell the image. And uh, the New Yorker shot back on the same day in response to the Aperol drink, the Aperol spritz is not a good drink. They responded with the entire internet agrees Aperol Spritz is, in fact, good Mm -hmm. by Chris Crowley defending the drink and showing Instagram profiles protecting the drink. (laughs) My favorite fucking quote, though, from that article. Don't come after. Don't come after me. The New Yorker shot back and Chris Crowley, his quote, the best quote in the fucking article was, whatever, it's day drinking season. (laughs) Accurate. Very fucking accurate. Crystal Ann is eating. She's doing much better than I am. I was the one that was shoving my face into the microphone to eat snacking. So. I'm leaning away. Some concluding thoughts that I have about Aperol spritzes. Capri Sun is like watery juice. If you're laying in the sun and drinking this, this Aperol spritz out of plastic, yeah, it could turn into just that. Overall, though, it's a great light summer drink or, you know, mid-February <laughs> drink. But mm. like all drinks, it loses its appeal after the ice has melted. If you stick anything under mm. the sun, under the Tuscan sun, mm. and you have it melt, it's going to taste like watery juice. It is. And that's pretty much where we're at. <laughs> I mean, anytime, yeah, your ice melts into your drink. So just drink it fast so they'd have many of them. You'll be fine. I think for somebody who, again, doesn't really drink a lot of cocktails, um, I'm a fan of this because it's easy. It's not offensive to your palate. Um, It is light. And for people who don't, people who do drink, I'm sure, would love it. People who like me who who don't really want to be smacked in the face with a flavor profile of really strong liquor, this is a good, this is a good, easy beverage. Remember, you can make it. Sneaky, sneaky. It is sneaky. And I don't <laughs> mind being... You know, day drinking. This is definitely a day drinking beverage. I'm not going to order this at night, you know, but I I don't know. I like it. Yeah. I like that it sneaks up on you. And I like that it's light and it doesn't, it's not offensive in any capacity. And I'm okay with, I'm okay with a Capri Sun. This drink right here is an empowered feminist. <laughs> it's not offensive. She knows what she is. She's, she's here for herself, and she doesn't need you to like her. She's making her way and across she will America. Anyway. Across the world, in fact. Yay. So, A+. plus. I guess I would give, if I was rating it, we should come up with a rating scale. It's definitely going to sneak up on you if you have, like, four. Drink for the Tuscan day drinker, and also, what was that term that you you said? The lunch, lunch moment? Ladies that lunch. Ladies that lunch. You know why? Here's the thing. Because it doesn't seem like it's going to be high in calories. I don't even know what the caloric content is. I mean, it's really just champagne. Like, it depends how much sugar is actually in the Aperol mix. This is true. I love adding a little orange to mine. 
So that's why I think this could sneak up on you because you think of it as having juice, but then it also has that carbonated water. Mm. <sighs> Who knows? I have to do a study. How easily did you get fucked up off of a Haveril spritz? <laughs> You'll never know. Well, that's why our next beverage is so interesting mm-hmm. because it, is it very has a different. lot of juice, right? It has a lot of blood, a lot of different components that would limit how quickly the alcohol dissolves into your bloodstream. So that's why it's a good brunch alternative as well. I don't know. Or quote unquote, the hangover cure, which I don't really know if that's accurate. Not really. I don't know if there necessarily is a hangover cure other than time and water and being responsible. Water is okay in the hangover, but there is nothing that's going to limit how fast you, like, getting drunk. Like, you know how people are like, oh, if you eat, if you drink alcohol and you eat after the fact, it's not going to help. You have to eat eat during alcohol consumption for it Mm -hmm. to do anything. So that's another funny thing that people don't realize. And your weight, too. Your weight has a big... And that's why women, women well. technically, women get drunk faster because we have a higher fat content than men. Damn ass and boobies. Titties and butts. Titties, Titties and, and butts. butts. They fuck Titties us over, man. Butts. They make it so we get shwasty faster. Thank you so much. <laughs> For listening to For this listening. first episode. We're glad that you have joined us. Hopefully you have your own beverage in your hand. And if it's not of alcoholic um, variety, then I hope at least it's water. Hydrate, bitches. Yeah, hydrate. I don't hydrate ever. So thank you guys for listening and Yay, Aperol Spritz. Clinkity clink clink clink. Yay. Wait, just summer. Summer. (laughs) It's hot in your bathing suit. Um so next ready. Next we're gonna feature what are we featuring? We're featuring I made so Katarina made this one, right? So (laughs) Katarina made this delicious Aperol Spritz. The next beverage that we're going to be, I'm, I've never had it before. It's going to be a Bloody Mary, but I made it, kind of. I was really scared. She just came in with all these containers of different con- different. But anyway, <laughs> you'll have to listen to it next week. I've never had a Bloody Mary. I might gag on air. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? See you next time. See you next time. And this was? Not your typical spirit. Aries and alcohol. Oh, Aries. We didn't even explain that part. We're both Aries in case nobody can figure that one out. We're both Aries. If you couldn't tell by our personalities. Clinkity clink, clink, clink. Yeah. Yay.